0: hi there i'm jason and i'm joseph and this is the infinity cast where we spill the tea on marvel and pop culture this week we're discussing hawkeye episode one never meet your heroes and episode two hide and seek so let's get into it with the recap. In 2012, during the Battle of New York, a young Kate Bishop witnesses Clint Barton battling the Chitari and aspires to become a hero like him after he inadvertently saves her life. In the present day, Barton spends time with his children in New York for Christmas. Kate attends a charity auction gala with her mother, Eleanor, and learns that she is engaged to Jack Duquesne. Underneath the gala, she stumbles onto a black market auction featuring items recovered from the remains of the Avengers compound, where she finds Duquesne and his uncle, Armand, among the attendees. The auction is interrupted by the tracks Mafia, a Russian street gang who attempts to recover a watch among the items. Bishop recovers Barton's Ronin suit and defeats the Tracksuit Mafia members while wearing it. She escapes to her apartment after rescuing a stray dog and tracks down Armand to investigate further. Bishop discovers that Armand has been murdered in his home and is cornered by the Tracksuit Mafia members after fleeing the scene. Clint rescues Kate from the gangsters. In the second episode, Kate takes Clint back to her apartment where they are attacked by the Tracksuit Mafia. The pair is forced to evacuate, leaving the Ronin suit behind. After relocating to the apartment of Kate's vacationing aunt, Clint sends his kids home, promising to return by Christmas. He escorts Kate to her workplace and then recovers the Ronin suit from a firefighter named Grills at a local LARPing event. Later, Kate fails to convince Eleanor of Jack's involvement in Armand's death. After challenging Jack to a fencing duel, she tries to contact Clint, not knowing that he has allowed himself to be captured by the mafia. She tracks down Clint's location, but ends up being captured herself. The episode ends with the gang informing their boss, Maya Lopez, of Clint and Kate's captivity.
1: You know what what I fucking love right there at the end, like when they introduced Echo? That music, that Echo theme, if that's what's going to be called Echo's theme, but that end credits music right there just is such like an industrial dark trance trippy like headspace. I was playing that on repeat over and over and over after the episode. And it definitely built up the anticipation I have for seeing these characters come to bear. Um, So that, that just, again, with the music and these, in these shows continue to impress me. Uh, That theme definitely, definitely did something to me. Uh,
0: yeah, no, it was great, and uh, she can't hear it; she can only feel it.
1: Yeah, that they showed that they showed like her vibrating from the from the from the speakers. They just showed that pretty well. I'm hoping that her connections to the upper echelons of the criminal underworld are are where the show is going. I know, it's it's hard not to get excited for, and have our hopes and dreams out there for maybe some Vincent D'Onofrio. Kingpin action—that's
0: what literally the entire internet is hoping for. We all want Kingpin.
1: Yeah, we we want Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin back. That's specifically
0: that's yes, so yes.
1: That's <laughs> we don't want any Kingpin. We don't want this role to be recast. You know, like Netflix. We, we could say what you want about the Defenders, but like Daredevil, it was pretty spot on to me and pretty perfect. And the casting of that show was so perfect that that it feels like they need to be allowed to continue on in the MCU. So they have echo. And I feel like you you can't, you can't just tease that. Like Disney should know better that they have to do it this way. Otherwise you'll have the entire internet on uproar. So we will see. Um, And I know that's, that's getting way ahead of ourselves here, but it's like, we, we we're talking about echo and that's what echo represents to me is that lead in, you know, I mean, she's getting her own show that I feel like that's, that's going to even make it even more of a possibility.
0: If Kingpin doesn't show up here, he he's got to show up in her show because in the comics, like she's like the adopted daughter of Kingpin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this,
1: this gotta go in that direction. Um, anyway, back to, back to Hawkeye.
0: Let's take it all the way back. Take it all the way back to the battle of New York, which we get to see again. The, the
1: best moment of that was realizing that one of the most iconic shots in Avengers when he's just not even looking and just you know, shoots that bow, that's, that's the thing that saved her life. Like, it's that shot. So I thought that was hilarious. And really uh, just a, a nice little nod to,
0: uh, to the original movie.
1: Um, also, that apartment is goddamn expensive.
0: What exactly does her dad do? Like, it, it seems like he, in- he inherited money because he it, it was kind of implied that like, he was always rich and he grew up there. But, like, that's a fucking nice penthouse apartment
1: right? I mean, that's like, that was like, that place looked, I mean, millions upon millions. I mean, it's on park Avenue and they made sure that you knew it was on park Avenue. So those apartments are really fucking expensive, but like that just,
0: whew. and you're from New York. So you actually know what that means. Yeah, I do. I do. I
1: know exactly where those apartments are. Like on, if you were to make a right, if you went down to the floor level, make a right, you'd be looking at Avengers tower or grand, you know, grand central station right there.
0: I'm glad that Clint saved Kate, but I, I feel like the only reason Hawkeye would be your favorite Avenger is if he personally saved you. Yeah, what's the what if? Like, what's the what
1: if on that? Like, what if Iron Man saved her? And then she she turned up to be Ironheart, you know? What if Black Widow saved her? She ends up being uh, one, of the, one of the widows in the thing. Like, no matter who saved her would be the person that she imprinted on, so to speak, right?
0: She picked the most attainable one.
1: She did, she did. She didn't need superpowers. She just needed to train really hard, um for a significant and she did. I mean that's what she's been doing. The the opening credits, which was a beautiful rendition of uh of of artwork um taken from taken from the comic book.
0: Yeah, it was it was really good.
1: Yeah, really, really a well done uh intro montage to get things going. And you could see she's been training since then. Like it's it's she so she's not just like an amateur and she's not just like learning on the spot. Like she has really been working at it since what i love about the show is that she's still not that good yet (laughs) you know she's still fucking up and she's still making mistakes and she's still doing it imperfectly she's really good for like an amateur but she's still an amateur so we have a lot of room to grow
0: she's good for a 22 year old
1: yeah she's good for a 22 year old and who's been like on varsity squads and getting awards and getting all the all the things but she's not She's not Avenger
0: material yet. Do you think Kate's dad is actually dead? Because, like, we, we didn't see a body.
1: I, I, I my, my first instinct was that he is dead and because the wife killed him. And she just used this as an excuse.
0: Mm. That
1: was my first instinct is that she's like, they needed money. They needed money to keep the apartment. They needed money to do this. So life insurance money is what allowed her to stay in that apartment and keep her wealth. So suddenly she sees the world going up into craziness, and maybe she took that as an opportunity. There was a uh, there's obviously a missing moment that we are not aware of as the audience. So that was that was my first instinct, and I don't trust the mom at all.
0: Oh no no no, she's fishy.
1: Extremely extremely fishy. Like so I'm 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 not putting it past the mom to be a complete evil psychopath, and for for that to push Kate into like the the avengers world even further
0: yeah i mean I, this is kind of getting ahead but like jack is so obviously like he's too obvious like he, he feels like a red herring like i feel like kate's mom is really involved in what the fuck is going on
1: yeah i and i, th- I think I mean, he's playing the character who would be the swordsman in the comics so like there he probably i feel like exactly what you said like that he might be a red herring because if you were to be following that then it's so obvious it's too obvious, and if Disney plus has shown us what they what these shows are about, it's like, all right, we th- you think you know because you've read a few things? but you don't. So good luck trying to figure this shit out. Some things will make so too obvious that you won't even think it's happening, but some of these things will be too too obvious that you won't know what's happening, even though it's happening. Congratulations, we'll take a therapy your your therapy bills now, you know. Uh, So what do you what do you think of the general vibe of the show? Because inherently, this is this is Marvel's diehard.
0: Yeah. And we had we had made that reference before. This does certainly feel like a like a Marvel diehard. okay, so I like it. But I have to say that first with only viewing the first two episodes, it might be the weakest of the Marvel shows so far. I enjoyed it immensely, but it It didn't grab me the way the other ones have.
1: And I think it's because stylistically, it's it, this is going to be a, a very specific build-up. Um, I don't, I can't compare it to anything until I see the full story. I'm, I'm enjoying it just as much as I enjoyed the others for different reasons. I'm enjoying the comedy. I'm enjoying the like, oh poor Hawkeye. Every time he sighs, like the the whole larping scene, like to me just like made my eternity. And it's just like. You know, like that shot that just ended with him like crunching his shoulders and his head going down and just, uh, you know, him, he knows he has to do it and he's doing it, but he hates it. He's like, I fought Thanos, you know, like I, and this is what I have to do now. I fought Thanos. He's, he's so he's so hating this, but it's so hilarious. And it's there's just something so endearing about it to him connecting with these average people and realizing how much of an important person he is. And I think that's the importance of these moments in these scenes. It's like he just kind of as a character has always been whatever. Like, I'm just I just work here and I do what I do and I want to be left alone.
0: He didn't set out to be a superhero. He's he literally is just a trained assassin.
1: Yeah. And who got himself involved in situations that were just so much larger than life, surrounded by people who are literally larger than life characters. Um, I mean, you have a Hulk, Captain America, all of these massive superpowers, a Thor, a God, uh, Tony Stark's ego, you know, like these are larger than life superpowered beings, you know, like, and Black Widow, his best friend has now been lost to all this. So he just looks at himself as just a regular person who got stuck in all this. And he's a spy. So he's not used to like people like waving things parades at him. Like, that's why that conversation that he had with Kate later on is like, well, "What am I selling, Kate? What am I selling?" You know, it's like to her, it's hope, because that's what she represents to him. To the to the to the to the firemen, you know, it's like this is the best day of my life. You know, like it's all these inspirational things that he's taking. And he but he didn't want to hear any of it, other than being triggered by by Nat in the play in the Rogers musical. You know which in itself is something we'll talk about in a second, but he just didn't want to hear it what it meant to them because to him that's all a joke. It's just silly.
0: His problem is branding a little bit, but it's it's yeah it, it, what you said is right like it's just silly to him he didn't he didn't want to be a superhero. He didn't ask to be a superhero. He got brainwashed in the first Avengers movie and then like went and fought some aliens, like yeah, because he had to because there was no one else doing it, yeah, because the world was ending.
1: Yeah, that's what you do. So he joined up with these other people who were also doing it, who could, and he did what he had to do, it's, you know. And that's what made that team a team, you know. And then he kept trying to retire. Like I mean, if you look at Hawkeye's history, he'd be like, "All right, I'm stuck doing this, but I'm done. I'm done. We we after Ultron, I'm just so done. I'm, i I was on a flying city with a fighting a whole bunch of robots, and I got a bow and arrow." This doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm retiring after this shit. And he did. But then people kept bringing him out of retirement. You know, it's like Civil War. I've been gone for five minutes and it all went to shit. You know, then you have and you have Infinity War where he wasn't even in that. He literally was like, I'm, I'm out. I'm, I don't care what's going on. And it took his family to like be snapped away for him to go on the Ronin kick. And then we all saw Endgame where he realized he could get his family back. He doesn't want any of this. So now that someone's out there like forcing him to deal with shit again, he's just like, Ugh, I don't want to. And that's what this show's about. And I feel like this kind of Christmassy template is is a buildup. That's why, yes, it's, it's different. To me, this is the Hallmark movie diehard template that's being used. So it has a different visual editing style than the rest of the shows we've gotten so far. You know, but I can't can't judge it on its tone until we keep moving because this is going to be a complete story like the rest. And I don't think we can disconnect these more even more so than the others because I feel like Loki, you can separate it into like acts. Like these two episodes were this vibe. These two episodes were this vibe. These last two episodes were this vibe, you know? But kind of like Falcon and Winter Soldier, it was all one story that you watch, as one binge and that's a complete story. You know, and I think it'll be the same with this one.
0: The one thing I'll say though, is that I'm a little surprised that he still is so like not used to being recognized. Cause like uh, his, he was so uncomfortable in that Chinese restaurant when they paid for his meal.
1: Yeah. I imagine because he's used to being on the down low, like he, he's, you know, his family lives in a fucking farm in the middle of nowhere in, in the Midwest somewhere. Right. And I'm
0: sure that's on purpose.
1: Yeah. And so I feel like he does most of his life living away from anyone who would recognize him unless he has to, you know, and probably since Endgame, he's like really on the DL. Like all the Avengers are just like, I'm out. We're out. Everyone's out doing their own thing. Um, there are no Avengers right now. And so he's just trying to make up lost time. That's why this whole trip was arranged in New York, too, so he can spend quality time with the kids. By, by himself, which is something he hadn't had a chance to do since it all went down, even though it's been like two years since Endgame.
0: Is it confirmed that it's two years? Because I was still thinking it was like a year.
1: No, it was I was I was told in various articles that I read that this is this is the furthest that we've gone from Endgame since. Like this is even technically after No Way Home.
0: Interesting. So how did you enjoy Rogers the Musical featuring Ant-Man? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know it wasn't in it that guy that guy wasn't in it ant-man wasn't there i mean, like because he was the hero in like recent events in endgame they were like let's just throw him in there let's just throw him in there it's fine
0: i mean it seems like something that like a broadway musical producer would show oh we need we need like one more character just, uh, i don't know throw an ant-man throw
1: an ant-man what the hell Like he was there at civil war what the hell people know who he is you know but technically he was there you know like when they time traveled back
0: i had that thought too
1: like maybe something there happened but like okay that I, I, he was not there I think I agree with more of your statement that it was probably a producer just throwing him in there because he could
0: I think I think ant-man's having kind of a revival now probably post end game
1: yeah so totally because I mean if it wasn't for ant man you know, everyone would be screwed well, of course technically it's that rat you know poor little splinter really like deserves the credit
0: true 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 but yeah how'd you like the musical
1: I <laughs> they released the full music of that and <laughs> it's fucking hilarious it, you can tell this is like a meta commentary on like really silly musicals and almost paradizing um the, the spider-man into the dark musical that was so horrendously bad and so over the budget you know
0: and obviously hamilton
1: uh, it was just hilarious to watch <laughs> it was like a train wreck you couldn't look away from
0: i'm glad that clint was able to like, turn off his hearing aids
1: yeah, his kids calling him out like, "Did you turn off your hearing aid, Dad?" Like, I know what happens. I was there, and I was like, to him, it's just so silly, and it's um, I feel like it's humiliating for him, and beyond being triggered. I mean, that's just sad. That's the tragedy part of it. But I think if you remove the sadness of Nat being a reminder, um, it, I think he's just humiliated by the whole experience.
0: Yeah, he's not really the the type that I feel like would enjoy. Like a like a musical satirization of uh, his exploits,
1: no, not at all at all not at all, and then, like the't I think the only reason why he just didn't like just grin and bear it, and like whatever, I'm doing it for the kids, so they enjoy it.
0: I'm honestly surprised that he would even choose to bring his kids to the show,
1: yeah, me too, I mean i it's that's I probably thought like why not, like how bad could it be okay it's it's that bad, <laughs> you know it's I think that's what happened there,
0: yeah, if you notice on the logo for the show like the silhouette of Hawkeye is the farthest one from like everyone else.
1: And they were all just like, "What?" he just, he, he just never misses his mark or something. That was the line or something similar to it. It was just a throwaway thing. He was a, he was a throwaway line and black widow was just a, a, a sexy girl who could kick your ass. It's like everyone else got a little bit more of a flare up. And then hit, these two were just like that. And that. And I feel like that also might've triggered his reaction. Like, uh, it's just so it's humiliating. You know, you're fucking save the world and they all think they're being cute and cheesy. But it's just like, yeah, huh? I remember when I saw the Titanic, the musical, and I was just like, OK, I get it. A lot of people died, but I get it. OK, hope you make money. These actors are working.
0: That selfie dude, though, in the bathroom. Fucking super <laughs> out of line.
1: <laughs> and just a way it's like is, 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 and now when he's washing his hands like after the urinal not being appropriate he catches him when he's washing is is now appropriate do
0: you think do you think he gave him the picture?
1: No, no, he did not give him the picture. <laughs> Actually, you know what I changed my mind I feel like I feel like Clint is kind of just dealing with it and accepting it. And he, he did, he would have given him the picture just to get him, get it over with.
0: Very begrudgingly.
1: Yeah. It's all very begrudging. I think that's has been his energy the entire show.
0: Yeah. I was going to say his, this entire show is him begrudgingly doing things like it's begrudgingly taking a selfie, begrudgingly becoming a LARPer, begrudgingly training an apprentice.
1: Yeah. It's like, he's just doing it because he has to, but I think you can take that energy and apply it to most of the exploits in in the Avengers. Yes, he is doing these things for a better purpose, but he's not doing it like because of the same reasons everyone else is doing it. Like he is doing it because he fucking has to, like, as we talked about it earlier. And I think that's the energy of the show. It's, it's going to be Clint Barton's like kind of getting him, his heart back on track maybe, and getting some, some understanding of what his contributions have meant. You know, I think that's going to be the Christmas miracle. That's what I'm calling out. It's, it's going to be in, be this like emotional thing for him, this catharsis.
0: Definitely. And I mean, it's slight spoilers, but I think he'll definitely get some catharsis when Yelena shows up whenever she shows up in the show.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's going to be, I'm really looking forward to that, that meetup, um, and hopefully we'll get some uh, Julie louis Dreyfus Elaine action in the show when when when, you, when Elena does not do what what Elaine wants her to do.
0: Contessa Elaine.
1: Yes, Contessa Elaine.
0: <laughs> How would you feel about that bathroom graffiti?
1: Uh, I felt like that was that was fan service. Like that was such like a YouTube comment. I I, I watched the I watched the video about it, and one of the, one of the guys said that it was akin to coming back from the Vietnam War. And being like, you know, seeing anti, anti-military, anti, you know, soldier graffiti on the wall, and I, I get it, you know, like obviously people who don't understand or who have their own intellectual takes on it might have that opinion, and you and I can even wax po- philosophical about Thanos's real reasons, and maybe he was right about this, and then you have the in-universe conversation that leads to the flag smashers and all that stuff from Falcon Winter Soldier. And it all kind of so comes to bear. But he's just a soldier. He's just a guy who had to deal with it. And he fought Thanos. He, had to, he was literally involved with everything. He lost his best friend to it. So this is so personal to him. Regardless of all the intellectual conversations, it is the most insensitive thing for someone like him to see. Especially after coming out of the theater for a second from that show to fight off an anxiety attack and to have that thrown in your face. That is insult to injury. So, ouch.
0: My thought on it, though, is, like, it's, that's very true to life. I feel like, especially after the last year that you and I have experienced, like, there would totally be a subset of society that was like, yeah, Thanos was right. Oh, completely. I feel like there'd be tons of, like, QAnon-style, like, conspiracies about it. Like, it would be a big fucking thing.
1: Thanos is coming back, you know, he didn't really get destroyed. He's coming back for to, to save us again.
0: He's gonna he's gonna show up in Texas and anoint Donald Trump, the savior of the universe.
1: yeah, exactly. that's that's gonna be how Thanos returns. And so I, I agree completely that it's a very realistic portrayal of this real world situation.
0: Uh, so let's talk about this black market action,
1: yeah, I, I feel like. Okay, this is my one problem with the show so far is that it's such a coincidence that she happened to be down there. Two of the first items were this Ronin-inspired stuff. So that's all just like right place, right time. Okay, whatever. That, that, that implies that someone was rummaging through the Avengers compound wreckage and they found this stuff. And they're like, okay, well, we don't know who Ronin is, but now maybe it's an Avenger. You know, like no one's talked about the speculation part of it. Because if I if I if I got that from Avengers Tower, my first thought would have been then Ronin has to be an Avenger.
0: I mean, they could have detained Ronan. You don't know. No, maybe. Maybe they could
1: have detained Ronin. But I would have liked to have that conversation.
0: Can you refresh my memory? Was Clint wearing the Ronin suit in the final battle or was that just was that just on his bed somewhere in the compound?
1: that must have been on his bed somewhere in the compound um he was not wearing the rune suit at the end though he was he was in a different outfit
0: didn't he have the sword though he
1: did he did have the sword the sword was on him when he was fighting uh it got lost i think when he when he uh relinquished the gauntlet to nebula but i don't think he was i don't think he was wearing the outfit
0: yeah i think you're right i remember i remember him distinctly having the sword in the battle though cuz he was getting chased by those uh cgi
1: xenomorph dog things yeah <laughs> uh
0: that's a cool fucking sword by the way
1: that is a cool fucking sword and even though they they they're they're retconning it into like a retractable sword because uh, i don't think we ever saw it in endgame as a like retractable sword it,
0: yeah i feel like he had a sheath for it right he did have a sheath yeah we saw the sheath did they literally make it retractable so that that jack could just put it in his coat pocket yeah
1: that's exactly why i think <laughs> It's like, how is he going to transport it and steal it? Well, uh, let's make
0: it retractable. Who's going to notice? I'm really curious about that watch, though, that the tracksuits were after. Yeah. Do you think Iron Man tech? I mean, it's got to be. It, it looked like it had like a little like red and gold on it. So, I mean, it was probably a Tony thing for sure.
1: Yeah. So like we've already established in like in Civil War that he had a, glo- that he had a watch that turned into one of his repulsor gloves. Right. So maybe this is another version of that
0: interesting i mean i hope we get back to it i hope it wasn't just a Uh,
1: yeah i really hope it's not a throwaway. yeah i but let's talk about a second for the 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 tracksuit mafia they're hilarious i love them (laughs) i love every scene they're in bro
0: bro bro yeah they're great and i haven't read the matt fraction comic but like they're apparently pretty spot on
1: they are, they are spot on. My my favorite, my favorite line is sometimes all the all the abandoned warehouses. It's really hard to find them. They make it into lofts and condos. You know, say like, no, no, no. He's criticizing me. He's just explaining. He just keeps going on about it. He feels so so personally offended by the by their by their hideout. I love it. God, I love them so much.
0: <laughs> Where's Kate Bishop, bro? I found her. And she just drops from the ceiling
1: oh it was such a great moment and clint just like god damn
0: it their dynamic is really great kate in general i'm really liking so far like and i'm a little surprised at how like she's she's like the co-lead like straight out the gate like she she in the first episode i think had more way more screen time than hawkeye um also i i love her thing when she was pretending to be a waitress that's the problem gary you don't even know my name (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah, she tra- she thinks well on her feet. But like I like I said that's what makes her so good. She's, she you could see her trying. She's good at it. She has the talent. She just needs to be refined a little bit more. And I think they're doing a great job showcasing that that it's like she's good. We're showing you she's got skills and she's good at improvising, but she's also going to fuck up quite a bit. You know, and make make a lot of mistakes. Also, a quick note is that when someone asked Haley in a, at a con about the new Avengers, she immediately turned to Kevin Feige, and his eyes were like, "What the fuck are you doing?"
0: Don't fucking say anything. Don't look at me.
1: Don't look at me. Nothing. Just be quiet. You know, like ah. It's like her silence became the answer. It was it was so fucking hilarious. It's obviously, they're working their way. To the Young Avengers crew. It's so fucking great. So, very exciting for that. Um, Haley is really doing a great job as Kate. I've, I've been a fan of her since um, I think I saw her in True Grit and was like, who the fuck is that? Like, okay. Well done, well played, and she's been she's been nailing every single role I've seen her, and I loved her in Bumblebee.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say before this, the only thing I had seen her in was Bumblebee.
1: I loved her in every role I've seen her in. It's, she's she's a good actress and she's a good musician. I, I dig her. So when she got this role, I was really impressed and happy. Um, and she's been able to hold her own. She, obviously, with the physical stunts, I think I'm really impressed to watch her pull half of this shit up, and she's able to nail the physical comedy and the and the just the snarky sarcasticness of this of this particular character who is trying really hard to like figure out how to be this spy that she wants to be in her head
0: she's really good at playing a total fucking fangirl
1: yeah oh yeah she's got big eyes for that like like she can really emote that like oh my god you know energy really well
0: sign my bow (laughs)
1: yes but after we're done then will you sign vote
0: (laughs) and it's also not overbearing like she's clearly a huge hawkeye stan but like she's keeping it mostly cool except maybe for the way she was texting him
1: yeah well that like it's just like i feel like she's doing it tactically you know she's trying to be like no okay i'm just gonna be annoying enough that he can't ignore me You know, and that's what's leading her to like try to be the whole like superhero and save Hawkeye, like the audacity that she has to save Hawkeye. But she's got her heart in the right place. And I think that shows her character, you know, but she's going to still fuck it up. She's still fucking things up. I mean, Um, she's
0: still the she's still the little girl in the ninja suit who stole Christmas.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Did you see the Disney footage? So we know what scenes coming up next. The whole big car chase
0: i did see that yes yeah
1: so like that's that's gonna happen soon where we're in the next episode probably and i'm really excited to see that and it's full-blown in the full-blown scene in in the context of the show um and see where this show goes next like this the first two episodes i i know you're like it's it's just not hasn't lived up to the same expectations of the of the other series but i think that's happening in the same vein of where were we with Falcon and Winter Soldier? We were all excited at getting this. But now that we know what all these shows have done, we do it in hindsight of all these groupings, you know, after the fact. We, we've seen all of What If, we've seen all of Falcon and Winter Soldier, we've seen all of Loki, we've seen all of WandaVision, and now we know how great it can be. And we wanted to live up to that expectation. And I think we had to wait, you know? I, I It's different than the others. It has a very different kind of energy to it. And I think the Christmas element is hilarious. But I think it also is, it changes the energy. It makes it more of a, a family show. This is like the Hallmark family vibe too, sometimes. And,
0: and I this, will say that the, the vibe that this show is going for is very suited to Hawkeye. Like this is like more street level, normal human bad guys.
1: Yeah. And this is not espionage even. This isn't, this isn't like the, the Tom Clancy shit from Falcon the Soldier. This is the most grounded we've gotten so far. So I think people are going to notice that and the energy is definitely going to vibe differently.
0: Which is why it would be great if Kingpin showed up. Oh, I know, I know,
1: I know, man. I mean, I, there's there's a lot of characters we all hope will be showing up in all these MCU properties and for this one I think it would just be really smart and really great to just have Kingpin in it, get our Yolanda shit out, you know, like really let that fight be a big thing. Like there's a lot they can do here, but we only, have, we only have like four more episodes of Hawkeye to really showcase all this shit. And it's like, God, I really hope they, they, they use that time wisely to make these appearances matter.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, also, something that we sort of glossed over, Clint's reaction to her asking about his hearing aid was just that that cut of just him getting barraged by like explosions. And he's just like, meh, too hard to tell.
1: Yeah, cuz it's been a million things. Like I really could not pin down one reason why I just know I'm screwed. It's been a, it's been a rough life for Clint.
0: His life as a weapon as it were.
1: Yeah, and it's just an explosion, one explosion after another.
0: Small detail that I really loved. I love that Clint's wife is actually like tuned into what's going on. Like he's not keeping any secrets from her. Everything's on the table. She knows what's up, what's up
1: not only does she know what up, she knows like the names of various maneuvers. It's like, she knew exactly what it was that he was doing when he named it. And it was like, Oh, that's one of Nat's old things. You know, the catch and release protocol. Like she, she knows not only what's up, she knows the names of it. She knows what Nat used to do. I love that. It implies how close and how there are zero secrets between them. They, they, they talk about work. This isn't just like, Oh, well, you know, I can't talk about it, honey. Like, he talks about it.
0: I love that for him.
1: I'm hoping that we get more time with her at some point, too. Because I like I like that actress, and I would like to see more of their relationship just a bit. Maybe at the end we'll get, like, a, a little chunk of time.
0: I can't believe we haven't talked about the pizza dog.
1: I love pizza dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's so cute. So sad looking, but he's so cute.
0: I love pizza dog. I'm glad that they included that element from the comics because I, I didn't think we'd ever... Get lucky the pizza dog in live action, but here we are.
1: Yep, we are getting lucky the pizza dog, and here he is.
0: Saved. It's a Christmas miracle.
1: Mm-hmm. Perfect for this for this particular for this particular one right here. Um, and so far, yeah, he's been eating nothing but crappy pizza. Which I gotta say, I'm a little disappointed in him, because the pizza that he seems to be eating is crappy pizza, yet he's in the pizza capital of the universe. So I am offended as a New Yorker.
0: He's not in Chicago.
1: I will fight you. I will make you cry.
0: I promise I'm joking.
1: You better be fucking joking. Listen, I have nothing against Chicago-style pizza. I love deep-dish Chicago pizza. I do. I have an affinity for it. I will eat it when I'm in the mood. But there is nothing on this entire planet, no place in this country, no place in Italy, that can ever do better than metropolitan New York-style pizza. That is my prerequisite as an expatriated New Yorker.
0: That's fair. Um, Speaking of elitism... Who the fuck has monogrammed butterscotch?
1: People who can afford three billion dollar apartments, like the like the lives we see in these in, in in these characters.
0: That is like quintessential rich old white person shit.
1: Yeah, that's exactly rich old white person shit. But that's like typical rich old white person from New York shit. That's like these are elitist classists who are, nothing else better to do but to spend money in these underground auctions because they. They have nothing else. But like, oh, I'm gonna get a dinosaur skull just because I can. It's like that's the problem with having so much money. Like at a certain point, you just run out of things to do, so you do crazy shit just because. I'm gonna go buy an island and then nuke it. Why? Because I can. I'm gonna monogram my butterscotch. Okay.
0: Oh, Armand the Third, we barely knew ye.
1: You know, I'm kind of sad because I got a little excited watching him because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I haven't seen you since Shakespeare's in Love." It's 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 great to see him again.
0: I recognized him from the first season of the rebooted Doctor Who because he played Charles Dickens.
1: Oh yeah, he did. That's right.
0: So let's let's end on this. Who do we think killed Ar- Armand? You know the
1: the obvious is it's the swordsman with the sword, right? Like that's the obvious answer.
0: But it's so obvious.
1: The mustache twirling fiance of her mom, who is probably so innocent, but the real answer is probably going to be her mom. Like, I, I, I do not trust her mom within, within anything. I think her mom's going to be the villain of the whole thing. And then maybe she'll have be working equally for the Kingpin, or against the Kingpin. I don't know what the dynamic's going to be, but I, I feel like her mom's going to be the villain of this particular story.
0: Yeah, I feel like that's how it kind of has to go. As an aside, I fucking love uh tony dalton the guy that plays jack like he's just so good
1: he's fun he's really fun in his performance the the, um fencing scene alone where he's just toying with her and she knows and he's calling her out he's just doing such a good job at it but he's still little moments where he's like no okay i'll let you i'll let i want to i do want to toy with you and i feel like i have to now so she is manipulating him a little bit but he is still better at it than she is
0: so we're excited for episode three
1: I am excited. This is, this is, I know people are going to, are, are saying what you did and they're saying that are, this is the weakest so far. And I still feel like that's a result of not having the whole story and this being different in a, in almost a basic way. You know, this isn't a huge story. This is closer to a hallmark Christmas movie with action in it. This is different kind of a storytelling. And it, maybe it's not to everyone's liking. Just wait for the story to tell itself and then judge. That's where I'm at. I think that's where everyone should be.
0: despite me saying that, you know, it's it's starting off a little slow, like I don't get me wrong, I love this show so far and I am also excited for where it's going. Especially if that place leads us to Kingpin.
1: Yeah. I mean like Kingpin is gonna be extra gravy. I am I am here for for, for Hawkeye, Kate Bishop team up. I'm here for Pizza Dog. I'm here for all the grunting, begrudging sighs that Hawkeye is going to be giving in the next few episodes as he has to go down this path and then eventually maybe accepts his fate and his role in all this and maybe does it with a gleeful
0: yop. And he gets some Black Widow catharsis.
1: Yeah, definitely needs some Black Widow catharsis. I am really excited for the Yelena versus Hawkeye battle up. So let's see what happens next.
0: All right, so make sure to like, subscribe, and please tell your friends. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at InfinityCast, spelled infinite a cast. And you can email us at infinitycast at gmail.com. Until next time, I'm Jason.
1: And I'm Joseph.
0: And we'll see you guys next week.